a listener production. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. I'm Katja Vaktul, Broadsheet's Editorial Director and the host of this 10-minute guide to Melbourne. Today we have news about a shiny new home for one of our favourite fashion resellers. But first we're heading to South Yarra, where two Korean chefs are preparing 20 or more courses twice a night at their new 12-seat amakase bar, Oizuki. Harvard Wang wrote the story for Broadsheet and is here to tell us about dining there. Welcome, Harvard. Uh, Thanks for having me again. We just had you on the show recently to talk about um, another wonderful Japanese restaurant that had opened in Footscray. This time, we're on the other side of the river. This restaurant has its origins in Melbourne's lockdowns. Can you tell us about that? During COVID, they started as a premium sushi box takeaway service. And then they built on that. And then now that COVID's over, I think it's a good thing that they've managed to expand and have a real shop, physical shop. Yeah, the natural next step was bricks and mortar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were obviously, it was a service that gained quite a lot of popularity during the lockdowns. So they've opened a permanent space in South Yarra. It has 12 seats. It's got a beautiful facade, um, very kind of wood laden. Yep. And you've eaten dinner there. So can you tell us about the style? It's an omakase restaurant, which as we know means no set menu, no a la carte. The chefs choose for you. Yeah, there's absolutely no menu. I had to have a notebook and write it down myself. No one knew how many dishes were there but me. So even the chefs was like, how many in the end? I was like, oh, it's 23. So it's behind a giant door that's hidden within a little shop. So it's like a space within a space. It's kind of like a theater show. So it's like a spotlight, wooden bench, and you know, the chefs are elevated and you are the audience that's just sitting around the bench and then just following their cue. That's so funny. They didn't even know how many dishes no, they put no, up. No. <laughs> only because you were counting. Yeah. So on the night that you were there, walk us through some of the highlights. These chefs have worked in some of um, Melbourne's top Japanese restaurants, so they've had experience and they, yep. they know their craft. But it's not like a conventional omakase course that serves sushi. We actually started with some entree, you call it, but that's like seven to eight small dishes. Mm. And they're actually quite intricate. Uh, my... Favorite was the abalone. So it's like steamed for maybe 12 hours. And it's made from a sauce that's pureed with garlic and the rest of the abalone that you're not eating. So it's like abalone in abalone sauce, which is very uh, memorable. Yeah. And there's uh, this snapper dish, again, steamed, but it's got some crunchy alfalfa root on top. So there's lots of texture that's happening. And you don't realize it and it just goes for six dishes and then it just stops and then he will tell you. They start telling you, all right, now we're going into the sushi part. There's a lot of rules. They did talk about like you should eat the sushi in 10 seconds. Even if you want to take a photo of it, take a photo and then quickly eat it. Apparently it's because according to them, there's a temperature change between the fish and the rice. So the fish will get colder and the rice will get warmer. There's no salmon in the nigiri courses because you said they don't Yeah, the, like the funny salmon. thing was the night I was there, the, there wasn't any salmon on the sushi courses. And he explained like, because he thought salmon was quite pedestrian. He wanted to offer something that's not salmon. But funnily enough, a few weeks ago, they did have salmon on the menu. So it, it really is depending on the night. Like, like I said, it's like a live theatre show and every night is probably different. And you're not kidding about the spotlights. I mean, they're literally kind of creating um, these beautiful 
dishes and courses beneath spotlight. So yeah. it really is, there's something very theatrical about it. And that's, I think that's, that's how I would sum it up. It's like a theatre show with sushis involved. So you have the nigiri courses, in addition to the ones that you mentioned today, uh, your story included paradise prawns from New Caledonia, a bluefin tuna, toro belly, and also a blowtorched wagyu with shaved foie gras. Yeah. Now, after that, there is a noodle dish you mentioned. Yeah, so it's a um, specific type of udon noodle from the Akita Prefecture. They call it inaniwa. And it's a bit flatter and not as thick and, you know, chewy as the normal udon. Again, just because they liked it and they served it as kind of like a just before the final dessert dish before the egg roll and before the sorbet. Okay, so there's two dessert dishes. What were they like? Well, the egg roll is the standard of all sushi courses. That's to tell you that's the end. Usually they have a mixture of prawn paste and fish paste inside the omelette, but you can't taste it because they put enough sugar to fill you up. And then, yeah, the sorbet is, I think, more contemporary. So they've got the shiso leaves in there in a blend. So Aoi Zuhi is at 384 Punt Road. Near Turak Road, it is open Tuesday to Saturday, 6pm and 8.30pm are the sittings. And you should allow two hours for that theatrical food yeah, performance. Definitely. Thanks, Harvard. No, thank you. Thanks for having me. Mutual Muse is a new fashion reseller in Northcote. Broadsheet app and directory editor Holly Bodica-Smith is a big fan and wrote about Mutual Muse's new shop front. Welcome back, Holly. Hello. So tell us about Mutual Muse. It started in 2014, but it wasn't always a bricks and mortar operation. Here's to Hawkins, who's the founder. She basically started this consignment store in 2014. But the first thing she did was she was selling secondhand clothes from within her community at market stalls. So she told me on the phone that she was going into community members' houses and like looking in their wardrobes and getting their secondhand pieces. And then she was selling them on consignment at market stalls. She soon leveled up and she opened a store in Thornbury in 2014. Uh, and then in 2019, she opened up in Brunswick. And just last month, she's opened up on High Street in Northcote. She grew up in America. And one of the reasons she decided to go down this route is she felt there wasn't the same amount of offerings as they've got in the States for vintage clothes and resale clothes. Yeah, she grew up in the US and as a teenager and a young person, she was often scouring thrift stores there and consignment stores. And then when she moved to Australia, she found that there were heaps of op shops. We have this obviously huge op shopping culture in Australia and heaps of beautiful vintage stores with clothes that are like imported from the US and Europe, but no consignment stores. So nowhere you could go and buy high quality secondhand clothes that are sourced within your own community. And she was a bit baffled by this. She was working in teaching and childcare as well. uh, And she was just really burnt out. She'd never run a small business before, but she'd seen a few friends do it. And she decided to take a leap and start sourcing clothes from within her own community and selling them. So the new store, in your story, you talk about some of the labels that you'll find on the racks there. Alpha 60, Obus, Arnsdorf. So, you know, top quality, top tier Australian brands. But then you've also got international names like Acne, House of Holland, Yoji Yamamoto. So the the offering there is is pretty stellar. Yeah, they've got a real mix. They're really focused on stocking lots of Australian labels. So they've got all those homegrown labels like Obus and Arnsdorf and then a curated selection of international designer labels as well, like Marnie and Ganny and Acne pieces. Um, So you'll really find a bit of everything. We've got a lot of op shops here, great vintage stores. They're often busy and eclectic and like chaotic in, in the best possible way. 
but that is not mutual muse. No, not at all. It's very organized. It's really like going into a brand new clothing store. It's really spacious. It's got polished concrete floors. It's got pops of color everywhere. The racks are all organized by size. So you don't have to like go into the racks and then find something you love and get disillusioned because it's not in your size. You can just go straight to your section, which I really love. The space was designed by an architecture firm here called Fowler and Ward. They wanted to make sure that it was really accessible. So they've made it really quite spacious. It's wheelchair and pram accessible. And the real magic happens when you get into the change rooms and the spot where they organize and take items from the public. And it's got like hot pink magenta carpet floors and couches where you can sit down and then you go into the change room itself and it's got these chartreuse floor to ceiling velvet curtains. It's like very textural and this huge floor to ceiling mirror and big spacious change rooms. So trying on clothes there is a delight, which I don't know about you, but for me is often like quite daunting and stressful. She is known at Mutual Muse for her colour selection. That is something that people come to the store for. She's also made a real effort to be inclusive. So you mentioned in the story uh, that the the size inclusivity is quite a big part of what she focuses on. Yeah, definitely. They make a real effort. And I really appreciate this because it's hard to source when you're when you're having members of the public come to you and bringing them stock. It's a lot harder to be selective about what you're getting because you're obviously just choosing from what people are bringing you instead of going out and consciously finding sizes. But they make a real effort to stock up to size 24 and beyond that as well um, and to just have a really solid spread of sizes from 6 up to 24. So that's a really good thing that makes them stand out among other consignment stores and definitely vintage stores in Melbourne too. So if you bring your items in for resale, you can also book an appointment online. You get 30% cash back or a 50% store credit, which is great. Yeah, so it's also just a really great way to come in and like give new life to your clothes that you have that are high quality but you're not wearing anymore and just keep those clothes within your own community. The new store in Northcote is actually right near Northcote Social Club. It's on High Street and it's open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. till 5 p.m., Saturday, 11 a.m. till 5 p.m. and on Sunday, 11 a.m. till 4 p.m. Thanks for coming in, Hull. Thank you. That's it for today. You can stay completely up to date at any moment of any day at broadsheet.com.au or on Instagram at broadsheet underscore melb. I'll be back again on Friday, same time, same place. Chat then. Listener.